Hi, this is Connor from Fireside Church. Thank you for listening to Fireside Church messages. If you want to learn more about our church or what we're doing during this time to stay connected, visit our website, firesidechurch.org. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning, Fireside. And um, we are changing up our scenery a little bit. We are outside. And sorry, it was glitchy in the beginning because we were farther outside and then um, realized that it wasn't working with our Wi-Fi. So we moved closer. But here we are. So if you hear uh, motorcycles or cars in the background or airplanes, I apologize. Um, and uh, thankfully, I have squinty eyes by nature. So I have like automatic sunshades on. So um, hopefully the glare is not too bad coming from my head. Um, but we are excited and um, we're excited to do it again together. Yeah, back back as a duo. Yeah, we um, took some time off um, each preaching a little bit here and there. and um, But we are in a series called But God. And the way this is set up is that we've been looking at stories, um, mostly in the Old Testament, of um, God kind of changing our perspective. When we see something one way, in a worldly way, there is this next line that comes, and it's, but God is this, but God was with them, but God intended it for good. And for me and for Kate, we've just been really, you know, desperate for this change and this kind of perspective change. And I think many of you are feeling the same, that when we look around at the world and your own battles and your own things that are coming at you, that you probably are feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling like it's too powerful, that it's too evil. But our hope is that we can realize that there is a but God. But, but God is bigger, but, but God is with us, but God has chosen us, but God. And so these are some stories that we've um, been in the um, scriptures just looking at. And last week we talked about Joseph. And Joseph, you know, we went through his whole story, and there's one of those motorcycles going back behind us. I apologize. But Joseph was, you know, um, a long story, and I encourage you guys all to go back to the end of Genesis and to look at his story. But he was in prison, he was in he was slavery, and then he was in prison, and then finally he becomes the second in command of the most powerful nation at that time, which was Egypt. And he saves his own family, and he saves the world from drought and from famine because he uh, in put in place a system where they collected food for seven years that God told them to do. And so his brothers who sold them into slavery, you know, looked at him and, and they were worried that he was going to harm them because after all, they did sell him in slavery. And he said, you intended this for evil, but God intended it for good. And so there's that, but God. And then after that, all of his family, Israel, who was his dad, Israel and his thir- 12 brothers, including Joseph 13, moved into Egypt and a promise that God made Abraham years before that you will become a generation that will be too numerous to count like the stars in the sky. Well, that happened. And the Egyptians, you know, forgot about what Joseph had done. And so because they got so powerful, they enslaved them. So they were in slavery for hundreds of years until Moses delivered them. They crossed the Red Sea. All these things are happening. And now they're in the wilderness. And we want to pick up in Numbers chapter 13. And 
God gave Abraham a promise to his people, the Israelites, that he would give them their own land, this promised land. And so as they were wandering in the desert, they were about to go into this land that was promised. And um, Numbers 13, we'll pick up there in, in verses 1 through 2. And then the Lord said to Moses, send, send some men to explore the land of Canaan. Canaan was this promised land, which I am giving to the Israelites. So you can see there, he's saying, I am giving them to my people, but go and send them to go and check it out. In verse 17, when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are these trees in it or not? So why did God send them these spies? And he did not send them the spies to say, like, can you take this? You know, it's not an if you can take it. It's more of a how or get a good glimpse of what I'm about to give you. And I think so many times when we get a glimpse of what's ahead of us, we start thinking, is this something that I can handle? And we are filled with fear. But if there are promises and there are promises for us, God say, no, I am giving this to you. And I just want you to have a glimpse of what it's like and what it will be like and maybe some ideas of how. I think of when we took our kids to Disneyland, Disney World, we were showing them YouTube videos the whole time before we left and we were doing this just to kind of get him excited about we were, where we were headed and as we were watching uh, a video there's like we get to go there this place is amazing I was like yes we get to go there and that should have been the response that these spies had that's like guys this place was incredible because they did say that in numbers 13 verse 27 they said they gave Moses this account we went into the land to which you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey here it is it's fruits, and they had a, a, a big stack of grapes. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. And they got overwhelmed, and they became afraid of fear. And they, they say they saw what looked like giants, and the descendants of Goliath were roaming around there, and these tall uh, walls that surrounded cities like Jericho, and they were just filled with fear and that fear spread throughout the whole camp so everyone was afraid of what God was wanting them to do and so Kate yeah so these spies who were these spies <laughs> well it's, it's it's funny when we were reading this you know you see Andy mentions that they're supposed to send these guys in to check out the land but these weren't just like a handful of random people they didn't just you know, send send a few guys to go look. They appointed one or two men from each tribe. So these were these were leaders. These were people that were hand selected for this mission. They were um, respected. They mm -hmm. they were people that the Israelites would have listened to. And here, you know, the twelve tribes each have their representative spies, and they all come back except for except for Caleb and Joshua, they all come back with this negative report. And, you know, I just think about when it comes to us, we all have people in our life that are kind of looking to us for the report mm -hmm. on how things are going. And we have an opportunity to share things in a way that fills people with courage right. or with fear. 
and and here these guys you know their immediate response even when they knew that god had already given them this their immediate response was it's, it's no go it's no go it's it's mm, too it's, powerful it's too hard and so i just think about that for us in our context right now as you know people in our homes and our families in our surroundings are looking to us to say what do you think? What's your pulse on, on what's going on around us right now? The world is filled with a lot of scary things. And what will, what will we do with that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, here the people are, are being led to a promised land. It's, it's an actual physical destination um, that, that God had promised to them. And I think, you know, what, what about our life right now is is what God has promised mm. for us. What is our version of the promised land right now? And, you know, we know that Jesus says in John 10, 10, that I have come to give you life and life to the full, that he has promised us things um, that are sitting there waiting for us to clean. And maybe for us in that context, maybe it looks like um, abundant life. Maybe it looks like the peace that is sitting there waiting for us mm to take hold of the joy that is, has already been given to us by, by God that we need to take hold of, that we need to claim. Um, maybe it's our purpose. Maybe it's believing that God has promised to equip us for the call that he has for our life. Um, maybe the promised land for us, maybe it looks like freedom. Maybe there are things that, you know, we are living in bondage to. Maybe it's the doubt that, that, rings in our head all the time. Maybe it's the fear that keeps us up at night. Maybe it's feeling like there are behaviors or, or patterns or the ways that we're living that we just look at and we say, I am never going to be free of this. Mm-hmm. I am always going to eventually resort back to these same patterns, these same um, ways of doing things. Um, and I think the promised land for us might look like freedom to say, no, <laughs> God has already, has already given this to us. Freedom is already ours for the taking. We just need to claim what God has already mm-hmm. promised and, and to be able to, to rest and have confidence that it is ours for the taking. Mm-hmm. And Paul mentions this in Galatians chapter 4 and starting in verse 3. And he says, So also when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. And I think that that's really what enslaves us, is these elemental spiritual forces of the world, these things that are in us that we feel like we cannot get free from. Uh, It could be uh, a feeling of anxiety. It could be depression. It could be an emotion. It could be a situation in your life. Um, But God... But when this set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his sons into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave. And these Egyptians were just slaves, you know, not too long ago. And they were actually longing to go back into slavery because it was something that was familiar to them. And then here's a key thing. But God's child, and since you are his child, God has made you also an heir that we are 
princes and princes of the Lord Almighty, that we are heirs to his throne. We are his children who he loves, and there is freedom in that. And the reality is that there is nothing that's too big for God. If it's God's promise, then it will happen. And we just need to receive it, and we just need to be obedient. And Joshua and Caleb got this. And in Numbers 14, verse 5, it said, Then Moses and Aaron fell down face front in front of the whole Israel assembly gathered there because they were so ashamed at what his, their people were saying. They're saying, it's too powerful, it's too big. It would have been better if we went back to when we were slaves. There we knew we had food. There we knew we wouldn't be killed by the sword and we would have to face these giants that face us. Let us go back. Let us find our own leader. I mean, this is what they're saying. And this is after they seen them, that God take them through the Red Sea. After God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai where there was God's presence everywhere Um, and they heard an audible voice but yet they still did not believe because what was in front of them felt too big. So Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jerunan who were among those who explored the land tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us He will lead us into that land, a land flowing uh, with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone. But God, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. And yet they still didn't listen. And so what they wanted, God gave them. And so he said, you're going to continue to wander in this desert. You're going to continue to, for 40 years, you aren't going to see this land. Joshua and Caleb will. I will have them survive, but you will not. You you want to do it on your own? You want to, you know, live in your familiar life because it's known and forego what was promised of you know, the the riches and the milk of honey of the future that God wants us to live, these freedoms. You think, well, I can never not be anxious. No, no. God is bigger than that. Well, I can never, you know, face this new thing in my life. I can never. My marriage is just a mess. There's just no way. It's too powerful for me to, why just, might as well just live with the fact that it's broken. Live with the fact that this is who I am and I'm just going to be a wanderer for the rest of my life. No, 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 no. Remember, but God is with us. Do not be afraid of the things that you feel are making you afraid, that are right in front of you. God is bigger. And you may not know how. The walls may be big. The elements of the world are too powerful for us, but never for God. And I think, you know, it's kind of like what you're saying. I think sometimes... Even when we know and believe that God has won the battle, that that victory is ours for the taking, there can still be this fear, like you said, of, of moving forward, that there's a comfort in the wilderness. There's there's a, a risk, you know, to mm-hmm. say, that, look, we're going to step into this new land, and I hear it's awesome, but, but I don't know. I haven't been there. I, I'm kind of used to my wilderness life. I, you see the people even saying... 
I wish we could go back to Egypt. I wish we could go back to slavery because at least I knew what I was in for there. And I think that that really rings true sometimes when when we're afraid to say yes or to let go of something that we know God is leading us into mm-hmm. because we'd rather kind of just stay, survive. We'd rather just survive even in a place of, of um, what is not our, our abundant life, what is not our best. And we see that when, when, they, when the people move into the promised land, there are still battles to be fought. They don't just like cross the border mm-hmm. and set up camp. There, there are years of battles, 13 battles that they continue to fight. You've heard of Jericho probably and, and other cities that they had to take. And it was the, the way that they took hold, um, the way that they claimed the promise was one battle at a time, was mm-hmm. one, one yes to God, one obedient yes to God at a time. And when they did that, that's when those strongholds were taken out. That's when they would take on one and then they would move to the next. And there's actually one, one place where they didn't obey and, and they were overtaken by, by that army when they didn't follow what God was doing, showing them to do. So by one yes or no at a time, um, it might be saying yes to something that God wants us to do. It might be saying no to something that we need to let go of, that we need to throw away, um, but that that is how we claim that's how we claim the promise. Yeah, and I think that when you look at the big picture, it is overwhelming. And as Kate said, it's just with one battle at a time. And so the prayer is, what is your next battle that God is asking you to claim victory over? And try not to look at the whole war, knowing that there is victory, that the war has been um, won by Jesus on the cross. It's done. It has been done. Victory is claimed. And as we, you know, free ourselves from different bondages, from different fears in our life, it's just through the one battle at a time. And it took Joshua five years for them to obtain, you know, this land. And then it says that there was peace from war for a while. And, but there was a lot of fighting and God did it in numerous ways. And the Jericho, he just said, you know, I want you to sing and dance around the city for several days. And then an earthquake came and the walls came down and you just can't make that stuff up. And God just has big things. And I just feel like we just need to take a hold of what God has given us and go out and face our battles knowing that there's freedom. But God is with us. And the world will say, but they're too powerful. But God is with us. Don't be afraid. But they're too big. But God is bigger. But it's just too much to handle. But God will handle it for you. And I am preaching to myself in this because we, as you all know, um, if you don't know, we are fighting a battle right now with our daughter and she's going through cancer treatment and it is hard. It is so hard and it's overwhelming and we just put up another, uh, we got another date for our, for Emmy scan in, in, in a couple of weeks and we're just looking at that and we're like, how, how are we going to do all these? It's just, it is too much. And then in the silence and there are these moments where you just say, God, it is too much, but God you are with us, and, and you will give us victory. And, and I don't know what that will look like, and I don't know how 
that will look like. I don't. I, I wish I did. I wish I had the roadmap. You know, God didn't send spies and say, hey, I want you to come back with a plan. I just want you to get a glimpse of what I'm about to give you because I am giving him to your people. It is yours. Do you receive it? And many people said, no, we don't. But Caleb and Joshua said, no, we have God with us. We can defeat anyone. The psalmist says in Psalm 73, verse 26, my flesh and my heart may fail. Isn't that true? We are weak. We do fail. It is too much. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. When you believe you can do things on your own, you, you will be defeated. When you believe that um, it's just through your own might and through your own will, and you'd rather not even go face the things in your life that you're in slavery to, but instead just stay where you are wandering. Well, well God will allow you to be there, but there's also a promise, a promised land for you that he wants you to receive, that you just have to go one battle at a time and take a hold of it, one day at a time. Uh, I have been saying this a lot late, lately, that God gives us what we need for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. And the beauty about that is that it is always today. Tomorrow is always tomorrow, but today is always today. And when tomorrow comes, it will be today. And God will provide in that day and give us what we need in that day. He doesn't say, I'm going to give you what you need. So when you look at tomorrow, you'll be okay. No, just stay in today. And we have hope for tomorrow. Uh, I just want to pray for us as we close. And we don't have a closing song or anything. And thank you guys. Thank you, uh, Donald Jarvis, for all you do. It is Memorial Day. Uh, thank you, Sue and Bruce, Bruce, for your service. And um, we think of all those who have fallen. And I know uh, many of you guys have family members. Maybe you yourself have served. Um, and just think about how hard it is for those families who lost loved ones in war, protecting our country and these freedoms, right? And so we want to thank God for the freedoms he's given us right now. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, God, that you are a God of promises and you do not break your promise, Lord, that there is victory to be had, that there is a promised land for us, and that is in your son who came and freed us from the bondage of sin, from the bondage of these worldly elements that weigh us down, that we believe we just are just too big. So, Lord, we pray that we're not like the Israelites that will look at things in this world. We'll look at what's going on with COVID-19 and everything and say, it's just too big, but it's too big. And we can change that narrative in our hearts and say, but God is with us. Do not be afraid. And we give you these things. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Have a happy Memorial Day. And uh, just enjoy this beautiful day. Thank you guys.